This is Unrefined, the podcast where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories. Hi there, story lovers. I'm Shannon. And I'm Camille, and we're back with another episode of Unrefined. Today, we've got a few stories about drunk ditching. Do you know about drunk ditching, Shannon? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm the safety friend, so I'm usually the one getting ditched, but it's exactly what it sounds like. It's when someone with an adventurous spirit who happens to be drinking acts a little impulsively and ditches their friends to do something that's probably a little dangerous, maybe. That's exactly what it is, Shannon. And, you know, if I had had you around in my 20s and 30s a little bit more, I probably would have been tempted to make some better decisions. But unfortunately, and fortunately, I was not tempted. I made some bad decisions, which made some great stories. Um, As you probably all know um, from listening to me, and uh, you won't be surprised, Shannon, to know that I am a drunk ditcher. I always have a friend who is. I love it. It's. I, I think it's also sometimes called the Irish goodbye, the trap door where you just disappear. But I think drunk ditching is a little more, there's more purpose behind it. There's more. Yeah. There's like there's, a better thing to be doing. Yes. There, there's a definite moment where a choice is made. Yeah. Um, and usually it's a bad choice, but comes up with pretty good stories. So uh, this story is called Take the Wheel. I lived in New York for about five years. I lived in Brooklyn and um, I was day drinking one day with my closest friend there and um, she had a friend meet her and this guy came with her and I end up chatting the guy up and it ends up he's from where I live now and he was in the military, but now he is um, doing other things in New York city. It was very odd to me. Did not seem like somebody who would be a Marine at all. Um, he was very much like a tall, beautiful brown skinned hipster. Um, he is so attractive. Um, he's married now. Okay. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Um, but he and I just got along really well. My friend, my best friend and I were having a great time. We'd been day drinking for quite a while. And I actually had my car in New York and, um, I should not have been drinking. Um, so all you kids at home listening, please do not drink and drive. It was a silly decision. Um, but I was definitely doing it at that moment. And so we're driving and now it's nighttime. We've been drinking all day, driving through Brooklyn on our way to the next spot. And all of a sudden this, this group of bikers drive by us and it's like, you know, they're doing wheelies and like one chick has a helmet with a mohawk on it. And I'm like, yeah, she's, these seem like some fun people. And, um, so we're at a stop sign and I'm driving and, um, the guys in the back and my friends in the passenger seat and this guy pulls up next to us and revs his engine. And he's like, why don't you hop on? And I looked at him and I said, all right, take the wheel. And my friend looked at me and was like, yeah, right. And I was like, no take the wheel. I put it in park and I got out of the car. My other friends are scrambling around 
This dude I just met is like now driving my car. The light has turned green. The guy on the bike I thought was going to just be like, get on, let's get sexy, dangerous. And it went, <laughs> it went the opposite way because he said, oh, 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 you, you're serious. And I was like, yeah, bring it cowboy. Let's do this. And he, <laughs> he, I call, I, I called his bluff without a doubt because he like, he was like, well, I, I um, we'll, we'll need to get you a helmet. So he pulls the bike over, gets the helmet out, makes sure it's fitting snugly with like one finger in between my chin and the strap so that I'll be nice and safe. And we get on the back and I'm like, woohoo, ends up he was from Trinidad. And this was all, everybody in the group were, it was like a Trinidadian bike club. And I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm about to have the night of my life. He goes about a hundred yards down the road and turns into a gas station. <laughs> and that was it. That was the ride. That was the ride of my life. And here I am thinking I've got this hardcore dude and he gets off the bike and he's like, I need some gas. Um, and also my daughter just got accepted to Brown. So we're very excited about that. And I was like, okay, so, so do I have like an inner angel that knows the right people to choose to make bad decisions with? Because my like badass danger night just turned into me talking to a guy about his daughter's choices for classes come the fall. Aww. But while, oh, very That's sweet. sweet. Right? What, now, very were these, sweet. Were these crotch rockets? I mean, you said wheelies. I'm assuming they weren't like a Harley bike gang. No, they were like all, I guess, crotch rock. This I is, don't this have another the, word for it. The time the time we live in right now is me and my head going, is that rude to anyone? Is that wrong for people who have crotches? Or is it wrong for people <laughs> who who might like rockets? Is there anything wrong with what I'm saying right now? What would we call it's them? okay. Sport bikes? Is that like more I, I, acceptable? I, 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 we would call them ninjas just because that's what they were. Do you remember? There I think was like that a was a brand. brand. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I just generally called all of those bikes crotch Yes, rockets. it was a crotch <laughs> rocket. But I, if there are women, women have crotches too. So that's all right. Yeah. Okay. I think we're good. If, if I've offended anyone with that term, please, you know. Please, please. Break me over the coals on Twitter. Please. Yeah. I would be so excited if I got in like Twitter trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we can talk about um, my Facebook slandering at some point too. Okay. But so anyway, here I am. I'm in Bed-Stuy, which is not a, the best neighborhood. I know with gentrification, things have changed, but um, I don't know where I am. My phone's dead. My friends have my car. And somehow with the hundred yards that we went on this bike, they have lost me. Somehow all they had to do was follow me a hundred yards to the gas station on the right. And they are gone. I can't like, I, my phone's dead. I don't know what's happening. Ends up the other two friends are also um, this beautiful man. Um, and I was totally showing off just for him. I mean, that's the bottom line. Oh, of course. Um, and my friend are in this car and they get stopped at a license check, which I've never seen in New York since I lived there and never had I seen it one again. And 
he they both were hammered and they're getting through this license check. He doesn't have his license. He's driving a car from out of state. And what saved him and God bless America was his the time he served in the US Marine Corps because he could not find his license but he had his military ID and they let him go. They ended up finding me. My friend wouldn't speak to me for the rest of the night. If you ask her about it now, she'll laugh so hard she won't be able to see straight because she can't believe it actually happened. And I can't believe it actually happened either. And that I remained safe after that. So yeah, that's it. That's um, the night that I got on the back of a Trinidadian motorcycle, his crotch rocket. And a night that I thought would be bad and naughty turned into me wishing his daughter well at Brown, a school I would never be able to get into. Well, I think it turned out pretty well, considering. Yeah, I'm alive, so that's <laughs> yeah. good. Super happy about that. Glad you're here to tell us this story Thank tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And so, so I'm the dangerous one. Uh, tell me, safety friend. Okay, safety first. I imagine you've got a story for us about being ditched. I I do. I definitely do. It's it's called. The Unhinged Decisions of the Grossly Entitled. Wow. You might hear a little bit of judgment in that title. And it's because I judge, I judge this person hard. Because you, <laughs> there, there is judgment there. I think people that say they don't judge are full of shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And let me tell you, this was my birthday, my 24th birthday, which seems like an eternity ago, but feels like yesterday. And I was out with some friends, you know, as you would do on your your 24th birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm out with a bunch of friends and graduate school classmates for drinks and I'm not driving. So I'm having a really good night. And one of the girls from my classes shows up and she was already kind of messed up and she was tall and and blonde and a southern princess. Okay, I already hate her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just seeing blonde people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of reasons there to be jealous of her for sure. And I probably was. Um, but, you know, she was nice enough. And we were friends in that way you are when you're in that kind of transitional period of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the next six months, we would probably all be going our separate separate ways and never see each other again. But we were friends at the time. So she was fine. And I was with another close friend from that program who was this guy and he was my driver that night. And we were out with a bunch of his friends. He had actually gone to undergrad there and he had a lot of friends from high school and, you know, undergrad who still lived in the area. So there were a lot of people there that I didn't know very well. And everything was fine until we decided to go back to my apartment to throw back some cheap beer and hang out on my patio, kind of the after party that night. And that's that's just what we did. Uh, went back to my place. We're hanging out. Nothing crazy until this blonde princess shows up with one of the guys I didn't know very well. And I could tell something was wrong as soon as she walked in the door because she was trying really hard to act normal, but she had that like wild caged animal look in her eye. <laughs> and like she immediately drags me out the back door of my apartment to talk and once we're out of earshot she tells me that she had made out with this guy that she showed up with and I was like "Uh, okay and she said that um 
we were all leaving the bar and they had decided that he was going to follow her to her apartment so that they could leave her car there and drive to my apartment together for the after party. But somewhere along the way, her drunk ass hit his car and caused substantial damage. And this guy thought he had a chance with her and they were both drunk. So they ended up not reporting the accident and decided just to hash it out the next day. So she's freaking out. When you say considerable amount of damage, like, like, I cr- seriously don't remember, but okay. enough that she was, <laughs> <laughs> I might've fibbed. It seemed like based on her reaction, it was considerable. Like yeah. she was, she was upset enough about it to make some, so it wasn't serious, like, like a scratch. It was like, I'm going to have to go through insurance tomorrow. Yeah, like probably had to have his bumper replaced or oh, something dang. like that. dang. All for a little piece. I know. I know. And um, so she's freaking out about the accident. She didn't want to tell her parents that she was driving while she was drunk and she hit this guy's car. And in her mind, like for some reason, she thought her parents would have to know all the details. And maybe that's just me being a liar. But anyway, <laughs> she's on... <laughs> She's in full on flight mode and she is begging me to take her home. And she asked me specifically not to give the guy whose car she hit her phone number. And it didn't seem to matter to her that he already knew where she lived. But, you know, she's not making a whole lot of uh, rational choices at this point. Again, it was my birthday night. And so I told her I would just call her a cab. I really shouldn't have been yeah, driving her anyway. Yeah, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. You made Absolutely. The, yeah. No, 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 no. I should also mention this is the time before Uber existed uh, or phone apps. It, like it was 2000 something, four, five. Yeah. I don't remember. Something it like that. It was like Samsung flip phone days. I actually had one of those Nokia candy bar phones. So oh, I went lid. No, wait. it was just like a bar. Oh wait, like I had one of those. I think I have one of those too. So I went in my apartment to get that candy bar phone, so I could call her a cab. And when I got back outside, she was gone. I mean, just disappeared. I am like, the hell is going on? So I went inside and I got this guy friend of mine who'd been driving me that night and I asked him for help and we decided to drive around and look for her because we didn't think she could have gotten very far. And it was so late that it was almost early, probably two or three o'clock in the morning because we were young and dumb and could stay up all night. But um, so we leave and go looking for her. All these random people are in my apartment. She won't answer her phone. We can't find her. And I, at this point. And the, the dude's gone too. No, he's still in my apartment. Oh, the dude is still, the random dude is still there. Oh yeah. With some other friends. They're just all in the apartment. And this one guy and I are driving around looking for this girl and we can't find her. And I'm starting to freak out because I'm like, did she get kidnapped already? I, I wasn't even listening to true crime podcasts at that point. But I had a healthy amount of paranoia going on, so I was worried. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure Law & Order has been around for a really long time. I wonder if it was even on then. Probably. That and Dateline. Dateline's been around for a long time, too. Yeah, Dateline, man. America's Most Wanted. Unsolved Mysteries. All that stuff. And you're drunk enjoying your birthday? I would probably be a horrible helper if I was drunk on my birthday looking for somebody. Well... We, I mean, 
I didn't know what to do. We just, we couldn't find her. So we went back to the apartment and the guy who she had ditched is starting to figure out what's going on. So he's a smart one. Well, so something like that. But, um, so he's figuring out what's going on. And although I'm still like scared for my friend, I was also kind of pissed because she wasn't answering her phone. She was acting like a lunatic and I was just over it. So I gave the guy her phone number when he asked for it. <gasps> you bitch. If there is a question as to whether or not I was her ride or die friend, I was not. No. <laughs> you I were her not. ride. And if you're limp or lame, I'm going to kick you out, friend. Well, I, I just, I'm like, this guy is screwed. Even though we could probably drive to your apartment and knock on your door because he knows where you live. I don't know. It just, it was, I felt like it was the right thing to do. And she was being the crazy one. Well, also she, he, she, she messed his car up. How else was he going to get in touch with her? I mean, going to his house, her house. Yeah. But that could be construed as creepy. Right. It was just like the dumbest night. I was over it. So I, I gave, I gave the number to the guy. But it solved one mystery, at least, because within a minute, she called me furious at me (laughs) for giving the guy her phone number. And she's screaming over the phone at me and I'm screaming right back at her. And all the while, I'm I'm pretty glad she's alive, at least, and home. But she wasn't answering her phone before? Absolutely not. Nope. Oh. So... Anyway, she's alive. I don't know how she got home, but she's home. And this has pretty much sucked the rest of the fun out of the night. So people either went home or slept on my couch at that point. So the next day I had to go to school and go to a computer lab to work on the class project. It was in a bunker, basically. It's underneath the stadium. So there's no cell reception. And this is, again, at the time when there's no such thing as Wi-Fi, or at least not widespread Wi-Fi. So my phone doesn't work down there. And so when I emerge mid-afternoon, my phone starts blowing up with messages from this girl. And she is so apologetic. And she seems completely desperate to talk to me. I called her back and I'm still a little shitty, you know? <laughs> but she immediately apologizes. And she told me that she'd spoken to her parents and told them everything. And again, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> but she wanted to take accountability and she had already worked everything out with the guy whose car she'd hit and they turned it all over to insurance. But then she proceeded to tell me what had actually happened when she ran off into the night. Oh God, I cannot wait. <laughs> so get this. As soon as I had gone inside to get my phone, she took off running and she wasn't really a runner. So she was booking it. And while I'm trying to figure out what is going on, she has made her way over to this twisty river road. I just just imagine her just like hurtling over things and like. (laughs) I imagine that too. It, you know, it's not very well lit and there's a lot of brush on the side of the road. And so it really acted like cover for her. She was trying actively not to be found. (laughs) So she had seen us drive by several times and she would hide every time she <gasps> saw headlights. Serious? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she made her way along this road and she finally like comes up on this parking lot for this dilapidated old riverfront restaurant. And as she's crossing the parking lot, she runs into this man in a van. At okay. this I know. 
<laughs> Every cautionary tale you've ever heard, right? Rolled into one. Yeah. So she runs into this man in the van. And at this point, she's kind of a mess. Like she's getting upset. She's upset in that like drunken way where it started and there's no off switch and you just have to cry it out. And this creep offers her a ride home in his creepy van. And she actually accepted the ride home in this van. So you're telling me she didn't answer your phone calls. She's running through the woods like a horror film. And then she gets to a real life serial killer scenario. And she says yes to a dude with a white van to take her home. Correct. In an abandoned river restaurant parking lot. I mean. I know. So she says that the van um, smelled strongly of body odor. Oh, delicious. It was full of fast food wrappers and trash. And wait for it. Beanie babies. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> you could have said severed heads, and I would be like, "Hello, of course." Even you ah, know. <laughs> um, but for real though, beanie babies. Yeah, beanie babies. Was he's like on the run, and he's like. I know what'll get me across America. All my ex-wives beanie babies, especially this Princess Diana one. Like, what? How creepy. So creepy. So this stranger who was out cruising parking lots in the middle of the night did not hurt or kill her. He took her home and cautioned her not to accept rides home from strangers (laughs) in the middle of the night. Bravo. Bravo, sir. So we're never going to know this guy's story. But what I like to tell myself is that he was a creep who liked a challenge and she wasn't going to be that challenge. Mm. Either that or maybe the disappearance of a Southern princess was going to draw too much attention to his late night parking lot creeping or something. So maybe he only takes women that carry beanie babies with them. Ooh. Maybe. And every one of those was a sweet little girl with a beanie baby that he took. Ooh, that's the grossest. Ooh, I didn't want to Sorry. think of that. <laughs> or, or he's just a, a, a divorcee out there missing his kids and and keeps them beanie babies to remember his daughter by. Maybe. I think maybe his mother was a collector. and Ooh, and she passed away, left him the van. A large fast food fund and some beanie babies, some BBs. I think that might be it. So this experience shook my friend. Like imagine waking up the next morning and realizing what you had done. So she's completely freaked out about what she has done and the decision she made that night. And so she wakes up and she's like, I've got to fix all of this and she was very willing to accept accountability after her decisions that night. I could stop the story here and leave you feeling relieved and like she had redeemed herself after acting like a lunatic, but no, 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 please don't. I'm not going to. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So after she finished telling her story, she went on to tell me that she was going to go on a date with the guy whose car she'd hit. Are you serious? Yeah. He was still into it. Yeah. I guess. Blondes. Yeah. Blondes. Tell you what. 
So she said, and I quote, a girl's got to eat. Maybe I can make back in dinners what my dad is paying toward the deductible for the car repairs. And then she proceeded to go on several dates with him to do just that. Recoup the money her parents had paid to fix this problem for her. And I was pretty much done after that. I mean, isn't that insane? I mean, not as insane as... Correct. Yeah. Getting in a beanie bill, beanie baby filled white van with somebody in an abandoned fish fry restaurant on the river. Um, but yeah, that's that's just impolite. The fact that she told you that too, like she she could have done it and yeah, been like, I just feel so bad because I caused so much stress. But she just let you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back all the money I caused the loss of. Right. Even though I didn't have to actually pay for anything. Mm, That is very entitled. Beanie baby, more like beanie bitch. That's right. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe I'm judging her too harshly for eating a deductible's worth of food on that guy's dime, but it just bugs me. And she was just so close to redeeming herself. (laughs) So close. I don't, I don't know if she ever was though, Shannon. I don't know if she ever was close. I think she she just kept digging herself a, a hole deeper and deeper. I'd love to know what she's doing now. Wouldn't it be great if she was like selling Beanie Babies on QVC? Let's wrap this up with some unrefined confessions. Ooh, confessions. So do you want me to go first? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first this time. Do it. Shannon. Okay. I'm gonna go first. Take um, it. Everybody during COVID has been like, great, I can finally catch up on all these books I've been wanting to read. Um, I can finally do this, I can finally do that. I haven't read a book from cover to cover in probably two and a half years. And I feel like that's not okay. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know how to read and I, and I read all day long. I just, um, I, for a long time was one of those people that would get in bed and do a crossword puzzle or read. And now I'm just like, what streaming show can I fall asleep in front of? Yeah. So that's my confession. I, I'm, uh, I haven't read a book in two and a half years. There, I said it. It's okay. I still accept you. Thank you, Shannon. And I will say, as an adult, for some reason, I can maybe read a page and a half before I fall asleep. Like, it's not like when I was a kid and would stay up half the night reading a book. It's... Oh, my God. You read so many books. It now takes me about six months to read one, I feel like. Oh, that makes me feel a little better. Thanks. Thanks, safety friend. And I am also really... um, really into the streaming services and watch a ton of TV. So, but that's not my confession. What is your confession? I think I'm going to go with the fact that I hate manicures and pedicures and I'm not embarrassed about it. You don't like to treat yourself? I, that is not a treat for me. That is that is stress. Like I don't want strangers touching my feet or my hands. I feel like I remember you having a feet thing when we were little. Was that you? I don't know. Like if I ever put my feet on you, 
Oh, I don't like party. that. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I feel like if like <laughs> we were at a slumber party and my feet were cold and we were all watching a movie, I would put my feet like to warm them up and it was not, you were not having it. That could have been me for sure. I don't, I never liked it when my sister would put her feet on me because she would do the same thing. I don't know. You don't like strangers touching you. I mean, I just have never thought of that like as treating myself. I don't like massages either. Like, uh uh-uh. Oh my God, I could just have someone touch me all day long. (laughs) I love hearing stories from your life that I, you know, the parts I didn't really experience, which have been really interesting. But, um, same. At the same time, we. We're going to run out of stories at some point if it's just me and you swapping stories. So we are currently looking for stories about strange dates or bad dates. Um, Everybody's got one of those. So if you guys are interested in sharing your story, uh, please visit the website at unrefinedpod.com or just reach out to me at shannon at unrefinedpod.com. I feel like this is a topic we can all relate to and we really want to hear your stories. Yes, we do. And boy, can we all relate to this one. Not just the ladies. Gentlemen, please. I know y'all have had some pretty creepy dates out there too. So make sure to send them to us. We can't wait to get them. That about does it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the show and download new episodes every week. We've also got links to our social channels in the show notes. That's it for now. Until next time, keep those stories coming.